Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers gaming news, upcoming releases, and topics from all aspects in the gaming industry. Kick back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tony's Game Lounge. It's finally here. Season 3 has begun these next 20 weeks, plus or minus one, uh, well, most likely a plus one if there's ever a two-parter again, uh, are here. We're bringing you gaming news, video game stuff all week, every week. Uh, and joining me for this very special premiere episode, we've got my duo of Last of Us fans. It's Nick Green and Cole Parkinson. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me Thanks back. Thanks for having us again, Tony. Oh, it's a pleasure, boys. How have you been? How have you been? Not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. Busy, but yeah. better than nothing else to do, so I can't complain. Yes, yep. very much so. Very much so. How's 2021 been treating you, boys, since the last time we saw you was on the New Year's extravaganza? Uh, I would say better than 2020, definitely. <laughs> the low bar, but uh, it uh, things are looking up, I would say. Yeah, pretty much the same. You know, I got my Maple Leafs back on TV. They're winning games, so that's all I can ask for in 2021. So, hell yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Well, we're going to kick off our podcast with with the startup screen, which is basically the rename of selection screen from Season 2. Figured we get something that rolls off the tongue a little bit better. And uh, today we're talking about what we missed during our month-long hiatus, basically, since we've been gone for the entire month of February. Um, on the big side of things, there was recently a Nintendo Direct. And Indeed there was. We got a lot of news. Uh, for In Smash Bros., Pyra and Mithra were announced for the new character slot, acting as a melee Zelda chic type thing where you're able to switch between the two like that obviously they're a oh, cool. sword fighter uh but then again this the character literally is a sword so oh wow <laughs> yeah all right uh we got an announcement for a new mario golf game uh mario golf super rush coming out in june at it with the big thing that they're promoting with it is the speed golf mode yeah that looks so fun golf games are awesome so absolutely I'm insane Absolutely, yeah. I'm excited for this. I I remember that there was a speed golf mode in Tiger Woods 04, and so <laughs> yep. uh, I'm excited for this. This is probably a Mario Golf. I I loved Toadstool Tour, and so I I will probably definitely pick up Super Rush when I get a chance to. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's also, been a while since we've had like a really good golf game. I know 2K came out, but other than that, there's not really a lot to go on for golf. And yeah, Mario there, Golf. They could capitalize us on big time if they wanted. Oh, to, absolutely. So. The golf market, right? The golf video game market right now is solely lacking. Yeah. And, uh, now we got. The, we now can get back to what's good with golf. In Zelda, easy. In the Zelda world, Skyward Sword HD announced for the Switch. Um, most likely kicking off Zelda's 35th. They'll probably have more. It's speculated that there's going to be more for Zelda's 35th. 
Um, my prediction, we won't hear anything about it until after March, as that's when Mario's will end, and I think that's why why they're ending it in March, just so that way they can kick off Zelda with a bang. That makes sense, yeah. Keep the and focus are, on each character. Have they confirmed, or as I know there's been tons of reports that uh, it's Breath of the Wild 2, but has there been any like concrete information about that yet? Uh, no, uh, according to the direct, I believe it was, uh, Junichi Mas. No, not that's Pokemon. Um, the director for Zelda basically said, Hey, it's still going along good. Yeah, we have, we have no, uh, news and nothing to show. We're still working on it, but it is in the works essentially. Yes. Okay. And, uh, one of the new pros about Skyward Sword is you can, you don't need to use motion controls to play the game. You can use a controller. Yeah, it was a big, uh, it's kind of a gimmick type thing, right? It was when a gimmick, and you can st- and you can still use the motion control with the Joy-Con if you do feel like you want to, as it might be pretty responsive. Like uh, with Mario Galaxy, with how they showed that off with the the on the Switch using that the motion control isn't oh, right. awful. It's mm-hmm. pretty good still. So hey, it's looking good. I'm happy with that. And I feel like we'll probably get two other Zelda games, probably two collabs. I'm thinking Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD might get bundled together for the Switch. And we might see Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D get bundled into the Switch as well. Yeah. Uh, that's at least my personal prediction for Zelda's 35. And then also Breath of the Wild 2. They'll probably give us like a new trailer or a release date or something like that, which would be mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, that would be uh, in- great. More on the direct, we had a new game announced from the creators of Danganronpa, uh, which it starts off like a Danganronpa game where it's like, oh, hey, these 12 kids are in a killing game. <laughs> but so it's then, basically just a new Danganronpa game. But then it's like, oh, hey, the game's canceled. Let's go home. And when they leave the underwater aquarium, the world got hit by the apocalypse, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's like a completely different type of Danganronpa game. That sounds all right, then. Yeah, uh, it is. And speaking of Danganronpa, I've actually been playing a lot of the Danganronpa games. I played through the first one entirely, and I'm currently on the second one. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, I loved, I loved D1. I <laughs> yeah. loved it. It's so much fun. It's so it, zany and so like fucking wild, and it's just yeah. I don't know. It's it's awesome. Yeah, currently playing through D2. Then I'm gonna play Ultra Despair Girls, and then V uh, V3 because I got V3 on sale. So. Yeah, go through it's, them. They're a lot of it's fun. A, it's a it's looking good. Uh, we finally have a release date for No More Heroes three. It's set for August. I can't remember the exact date, but it's this year, August. So, Travis Touchdown returns to kick some alien booty, which is awesome. Uh, Splatoon three got announced for twenty twenty two. So, that's. That, yeah, what a uh, weird announcement. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was not expecting it to be like I mean it's been like how many years since Splatoon 2 first dropped? Well it almost it it was like launch year of Switch, wasn't it? Or like the year uh, after? Oh yeah, yeah, I think it yeah, I think it was. So it's been like three two, three years. Yeah. So yeah, that okay. Uh we got a release date for Monster Hunter Rise, March twenty sixth, and just a new trailer for that in general. And uh Topping off the all a lot of the RPGs that were shown off this direct, so many that I'm not even going to name them. 
Uh, we also got this one that has the graphics of Octopath Traveler with the... It's a tactics game like fi uh, Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy Tactics called Project Triangle. <laughs> Name wow. and development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, and that looks interesting. Uh, I think it'll be good. Like, by the looks of it, they're treating it kind of like Octopath Traveler. With the Did graphics, you play, uh, I haven't yet. I haven't. Okay. I'm yeah. right now. Like, I need a bit of a break from RPGs. I think because I did like two big ones back to back. I can't remember what I did, but I did something before, and then I played Persona Five Royal. And <laughs> were you playing uh, Yakuza before? Or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was like a dragon. Yeah. 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 That's and then went right into Persona Five Royal. Uh, and yeah, that was. It was two long RPGs. I'm going to start another one soon, but I'm playing Hollow Knight just to take a break from the RPG side of things and have play something else. And then I'm jumping into, well, Persona 5 Strikers first, which is an RPG hybrid. And then nice. Final Fantasy 15. Good Busy lord. Boy. You got a lot on your plate. <laughs> I do. And then I'm streaming. I, I'm currently streaming Danganronpa, which is why I'm like pl putting that on the side only when I stream. So I'm like, okay, there. I have a dedicated stream game, so I don't jump back and forth with other things, which is nice. Um, more of what happened. BlizzCon Online happened, uh, where we got uh, the trailer and announcement for Diablo 2's remaster, and uh, more details on Diablo 4 announcing the Rogue class. And speaking of BlizzCon, because uh, it was basically, uh, they had an agreement to stream it on Twitch, uh, Twitch had to censor it because of Metallica music that was played. <laughs> that is just one of the funniest stories to come out of 2021. Like, you get a big band like Metallica to play, and then you just censor them <laughs> throughout their I don't, entire I don't think, show. I don't, like... I don't think Metallica played. It was just like their music was playing in the background. And well, was it? I, I, I thought I don't it was know for sure. Metallica. If it, it was, was, if it was it, actually Metallica, then that's funny. Yes, it was a live like yeah, performance. That's what I thought. And oh <laughs> shit, you have to you have to watch the video because it's it's so funny. It's just them playing, but then it's like <laughs> carnivaly, like yeah. kind of really <laughs> crazy wacky music. Oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> uh, it was it was so good. That's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and that is it for the startup screen um, that we got. A lot of other things happened um, that I cannot remember because it's been a wacky month, a wild month. It's been, been a lot busy. of news. Yeah, A lot of news. Yeah. Um, but that's with that out of the way, it's time for us to jump into the week in review. The week in review. A look back at the top headlines and stories from the world of gaming. All right. So this week, uh, some games that came out this past week were... Uh, Obviously, Persona 5 Strikers came out this past week, as as well as We Were Here and Bravely Default 2, uh, the sequel to Bravely Default. And We Were Here is a co-op escape room type game where you use uh, where one person is trapped in a cage and the other person is hitting mechanisms to unlock the cage, and you guys try to escape a castle. It's a really cool type game. Is that? Did that just come out for consoles, or did it like get its full release, or whatever? Uh, I know that I think it's both. They're both. It's a console and PC, like okay. simultaneous. You could get the game for free. I think it's past its window uh, of getting the game for free. Um, 
but right. uh, the game was available for free, which is why I picked it up. Okay. Uh, yeah, cool. it was on my, uh, or it's on my PC on Steam because I got that for free when uh, whenever that came out. I don't know if it was just early access uh, back when I got it or whatever, but mm. uh, yeah, it's cool to see it's got a yeah. Uh, no crossplay, sadly, for the game. Darn. Which yeah. I would, which would make things, at this point. yeah. Um, as for the news that happened this past week, there was a PlayStation State of Play event. Uh, yeah, a, like an official one. <laughs> an official one. Um, uh, it was pretty small, but they taught, uh, they announced that Crash Bandicoot 4 will be coming to the PS5 in March. We got some gameplay for Returnal, which looks very Sweet. not what I was expecting from the game. Yeah, um, it's not even close to what you would expect from Housemark. Yeah, I was I was thinking something like maybe first person, a little bit of horror type, but no, it's like third person Doom essentially. Just like you don't hit as hard. Yeah, it's more like yeah. action horror rather than like a yeah. cerebral horror or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we got uh, oh right, this was also in the Nintendo Direct uh, Knockout City, uh, the dodgeball battle royale game. Uh, the crossplay beta is coming up, and they announced that in the PlayStation event. Uh, it looks cool, kind of. I don't know. I'll, I'll yeah. might try it when it comes out. It's, I think it's going to be free to play. Hopefully, if not, like, what are you doing if it's not? Yeah, I imagine uh, so. That's with most of these like free to play battle royale type yeah. games lately. It's kind of hit or miss. Very yeah. much so. Uh, we got a trailer for Shifu, a Chinese inspired 3D beat 'em up type game, where I think every time you get knocked down, you age a bit. Which oh, is kind of cool. That, that's what they kind of showed, but I don't know if that's just for the trailer or if it's actually going to be like a mechanic with the game. So keeping my eye on that one. Uh, we got a trailer for Solar Ash, a 3D platformer with an emphasis on speed and a lot of flowy movement, uh, which looks cool. really cool. The art style is very glowy. We got a new trailer, a gameplay type trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. And God, this is like the still f- making those games, <laughs> but this this time, it's like a proper horror game where you're moving around and running away from the animatronics yourself. Oh, great! <laughs> wow, Nick, so, you sound really excited. So it's, it, is it better to be in one place or to have freedom of movement in a horror game? Do you think? Like, what do you think is more terrifying? I suppose probably staying in one place, right? Because you can't do anything about that. True, but that's still they're do, they're doing something. They're the official games are doing something new with it for once. So yeah, well, I mean, I would absolutely hope so. This is like yeah. the sixth or seventh game by now that uh, he's made. Okay, F- Sister Location was five. Pizzeria Simulator was six. VR was seven. This would be the eighth, I think. Ninth, oh, if you oh, count. Shit. Ninth, if you count that free Flash game that Scott made as well. But oh yeah, the Five Nights so, World or whatever. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's, like, nine <laughs> oh games. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, well, at least, yeah, at least there's there's still some uh, creativity happening there, and it's not just pumping out the same <laughs> crap over and over again. Absolutely. Uh, we also got uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, a new trailer for that, coming for April 6th. Uh, we've got a new trailer, which a lot of people were excited for, for Kena, Bridge of oh, Spirits. Yes! Whoa, easy, big fella. Dude, this game. Oh my god. I love the art style and it yeah. looks really fun. It uh, does look really good. 
This is like a good answer. PS it's for the PS5, so yeah, yeah. Is this is this is a good one that I would pick up if I get a PS5. Yeah, man. I it's I love my God of Wars and my Spider Man, but like, oh, this looks so good. Like, it's like a Pixar movie you can play. Yeah, with like that's exactly magic too. Pixar magic and like boss battles and oh, it just looks so cool, man. We got oh, we also got a new trailer for Deathloop. It's kind of like a James Bond with a James <laughs> Bond song, basically. Yeah, uh, that's the game I'm looking forward to the most this year is Deathloop. Oh baby, it's uh, it's getting close to release, right? Yeah, May, end of May, yeah. I think, is when it was supposed to come out. We'll see if yeah. it actually comes out then, but yeah. Uh, and then they ended the show with a big thing. Uh, first off, announcing, hey, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming to PS5. If you have the PS4 version, you can just upgrade it for free. Uh, but then, like, <laughs> also, hey, you should really uh, invest in a PS5, boys. You know why? Because guess what? There's going to be an exclusive episode uh, for the ver- this version. Because uh, uh, on the PS5, it's called Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. And it features a bonus episode featuring Yuffie. Hmm. And then they which, announced they announced it's going to be the free game next month too. So and, yes, but it, it doesn't. Be, it does not count uh, the towards game. the upgrade if you get yeah. it for free. That's for such March. a weird, such a weird caveat. Yeah, well, it's, that's like if they would have done that with Control, they would have been like, "Yeah, here's Control, but it's the PS4 version, but you can't upgrade yeah. it to the PS5 version." So I, it's like that's back to back months and why they did it with one game and not the other makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's uh, weird. But uh, to top off that Final Fantasy hype that everybody was feeling, they're like, also, hey, check just check, check our Twitter. And so if you went on Twitter, you would see that they also dropped two new trailers. Uh, one for Final Fantasy VII, uh, The First Soldier, a mobile battle royale game taking place before the events of Final Fantasy VII. Good. That sounds awful. What everyone was asking for. Oh, yeah. Just you could be a random soldier, and it's a battle royale game, and it's weird. It's really weird. And it's mobile, too. <laughs> this one's weird. Uh, but the one that's a little less weird that I'm kind of okay with is uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, an episodic uh, Final Fantasy VII RPG for mobile coming next year featuring every piece of Final Fantasy VII media that exists out there uh, from the core game to Advent Children, uh, Crisis Core, and even Dirge of Cerberus. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and those were uh, what we got from the PlayStation State Play event. And then the following day, we had our tw- a Pokemon Direct for their 25th anniversary to kick it off. Uh, the first 10 minutes of the show were dedicated to the new Pokemon Snap, um, showing off uh, gameplay for it and kind of how the game is going to work a bit. And then it finally happened, boys. <laughs> Gen 4 Remakes are coming out late this year, most likely holiday, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. That's pretty cool. That's the one, the only Pokemon games I've ever played. <laughs> really? You didn't play yep. like yellow, blue, or red back in the day? No. I was, oh, I was a big dope. Pokemon fan, but I didn't have a Game Boy, so I couldn't mm. play them. Um, and I was solely a fan through the card game and the show so huh 
that's fair. But yeah, those games on Game Boy Color, oh baby, were they awesome. Uh, the the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes are also like a more faithful rendition of a remake where the graphics are upscaled, kind of like the Link's Awakening style in a sense. Yeah, it's kind of well, it's, Very it's more in line with their like 3D yeah, uh, and uh, it's not really. Game Freak developing it. Oh, really? It's uh, the developers of Pokemon Home are the ones that they put in charge with Jinichi Masuda as their the director for the game still, though. <laughs> but it's not Game Freak. So we might see some different things. Uh, and with, a, with it being a remake, we also might see some changes of like end game content, most likely. Hopefully, I would like to see that. Right. And uh, they also showed off that, hey, you're also, next year, we're also going to be getting another Gen 4 game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. A open world Pokemon game uh, that takes place in Sinnoh before it was civilized, where literally you can roam and throw Pokeballs without being in battle. And you can also battle on Pokemon. It's. What a. What a. Pokemon, this game is ambitious, and I definitely cannot wait to see more about this game later this year or early next year when they have another Pokemon Direct or whenever they talk more about this game specifically. Hmm. Yeah, it definitely sounds different from many other Pokemon games, so it might be interesting. It's, uh, literally, there's literally a scene, like, uh, if you remember the Breath of the Wild trailer, uh, there's literally a scene where it's basically... Th- one of the scenes from that trailer in the Pokemon game yeah. because of how like vast the wild is. Um, with that, on to some more headline news. Frogger is becoming a 13-episode game show. Well, uh, All right. What? Yeah. Konami's like, hey, kids, you like Frogger? Yeah. Then run across the street. Oh, yeah. Real life. It's more like, it's, not, it's, it's more like an obstacle-style game show, but yeah, it's it's going to be called Frogger by the looks of it. Oh my god. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch and next-gen consoles, confirmed by the developers. Cool. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 got delayed to 2022, so we won't see it on PS5 this year. Uh, for more free games coming in March, uh, Ratchet & Clank 2016 will also be free on PS4. Um, this is kind of how they did it with Journey, where it wasn't like PS Plus exclusive. It's just like you can anybody can get it. Just a free game. Yeah. 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 With encouraging the stay home incentive, that that type thing, because, you know, quarantine and shit still. Because <laughs> we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No uh, end in sight. In more TV news, Twisted Metal is also getting a TV series from the writers of Deadpool. Oh, wow. That's uh, fitting, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Very fitting. Uh, Cuphead and Mugman are coming as Fall Guys costumes. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Minecraft Dungeons, a uh, new DLC, uh, Flames of the Nether, recently dropped, adding new things to that game. Uh, Anthem! Work has been halted on that game because <laughs> of the pandemic. That? Remember that and, game? Uh, <laughs> nope. Most likely might be the end of Anthem that we see. Now, they haven't confirmed that it is the end of the game, but let's be real. I feel like that plug is going to get pulled sooner than we think. Yeah, yeah I think it's over. Um, as so. well as games that are over, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has been indefinitely delayed as the developers are currently in a replacement issue as they're 
main, the main developers of the game are being replaced and not sure if they're going to get replaced or not. So if you're looking forward to that game, may not even come out. Uh, in Kentucky Fried Chicken news, <laughs> uh, KFC, oh the epic gaming titan with their own console, are teaming up with Genshin Impact. Uh, you can basically order the Diluc bucket, and you'll get a code for a exclusive KFC glider. And this is only in China, I believe. You need a segment every every podcast. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken update. Yeah, you see, we would, but we actually uh, at the end. Of, oh, there's another new thing at the end of the podcast. I'll have to go over real quick, <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, Epic Games is settling their loot box lawsuit uh, by giving people who purchased them be uh, purchased uh, any of loot boxes or anything that were in those games uh, V bucks or Rocket League credits. I believe it was a thousand. Uh, for each game, as that's what uh, the settlement for that lawsuit came out to. Um, Bethesda and ZeniMax Media are also facing a class action lawsuit uh, concerning the Fallout 4 season pass. Um, seems to be the main focus of it is because uh, the season pass says everything. All the DLC is on here. And the Creation Club technically counts as DLC. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like Bethesda can never get out of their way, ever. So, uh, because of that, uh, there's a class action lawsuit. For more, you can check out the article that PC Gamer wrote about it, as it covers everything in a pretty good depth. Uh, Alien and Ripley are coming to Fortnite. God. <laughs> that game. Oh, boy. It's... it's uh... I know it's completely harmless and people get joy out of that game, which is, it's great. I love that people are loving things, but like just to see the Xenomorph do the fucking <laughs> Fortnite dances is, it yeah. hurts my eyes. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. Subnautica really? Below Zero will be leaving early access and beginning a full release in May. And the Halo TV show uh, has... Uh, a streaming platform. It's Paramount Plus, and it comes out next year. Oh man, that's hmm. interesting. Uh, on to the draw of the deck. Our TCG news of the week uh, for Pokemon. Um, I think this past month of February entirely. Like, poke, uh, if you order a Happy Meal, you get some Pokemon cards. Uh, that's still going oh, that's on, to dope. my knowledge. So that's really about it for Pokemon. They haven't really done a whole lot, but we'll probably see a lot more as this year goes on with Pokemon's twenty fifth. Uh, for Yu-Gi-Oh, two new Egyptian god decks were announced for a June release. It was, I believe, Slifer and Obelisk. Or it was Raw and Obelisk. I can't remember. Uh, and Magic the Gathering, we got a couple things. Uh, Secret Lair, Black is Magic, a new print-on-demand series of alternate art cards, which are going to be out for a limited time. All the proceeds for these cards will go to Bl the Black Girls Code. And there are seven cards total that you can get, and they are available until the end of March. So if you want to check out this really awesome, really cool alternate artwork, uh, go... It's like... I think it was like 30 to 40 bucks per pack. And I, I believe it comes with like all seven cards. And I believe it's like, if you want the normal ones, it's 31. And if you want them like foil, it's 41. So it's really cool. And... They also announced uh, at, during the Hasbro Investor Call that there's going to be two collaborative series coming to Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, and Lord of the Rings. Hmm. 
So we can now expect to see dimly the dwarf and Legolas as a, a trading card. That's right. It took that long, really. <laughs> um, and now onto our brand new news segment, The Dice is Right. Uh, because I think for the longest time I said, we also cover board games, and we hardly have. So, uh, we got some board game news this week as well. Uh, Stardew Valley now has an official board game. It's out right now. Uh, you can order it on the official website. Uh, up to one to four players can play. A session lasts about 45 minutes, and there's a lot of depth to the game, just like the video game. Yeah, just a bit of depth in that game. Just just a tiny just bit. Just a tiny bit. Just a tiny yeah. bit. Uh, Disney's Gargoyles is also getting a board game come August 1st called Gargoyles Awakening, and it is a co-op strategy game. That's all we really know for right now. And the Skyrim board game is currently in its crowdfunding stage, but they're not using Kickstarter. They're using GameFound to fund it. So if you like Skyrim enough to purchase a board game of it, go ham. (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't spend five hours playing the real game, just buy a board game and spend another five hours. Exactly. Uh, and that's everything for the week in review. And now for games that are coming out next week, it's time to see which games should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies, here's what should be on your radar. On Tuesday, which, uh, we have Harvest Moon One World coming out for the Switch, Neptunia Virtual Stars for the PS4, Yakuza Like a Dragon for the PS5, Maquette for the PS4 and PS5, and Monster Jam Steel Titans for the PC, Xbox One, PS4, Stadia, and Switch. On Wednesday, Sir Love a Lot comes out for the PlayStations, uh, both the PS4 and 5, the Xbox One, PC, and Switch. On Thursday, R No Surge and Seal No Surge DX both come out for the PS4, Switch, and PC. Sea of Solitude Director's Cut makes its way to the Switch. Kill It With Fire, the game about killing spiders in a house with any means necessary, comes to the consoles on the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Perfect. Ranch Simulator comes to the PC. And no, if you're wondering, it is the the building, not the dressing. Uh, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather be you have to make ranch and sell it. You know what? I bet you any amount of money there's a Steam game somewhere that is that exactly. Oh, probably. Uh, and on Friday, Two Point Hospital Jumbo Edition comes to the PS4, <laughs> Xbox One, and Switch. Jumbo. And those, selling that jumbo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and those are the games that are on your radar for this week. And now, it's time to talk about our main topics this week in the Game Lounge. This week in the Game Lounge, Tony covers a variety of topics with his weekly guest. And I think we'll start. Who, who wants to start? Who's who wants to start with their topic? Who wants to go first? Um, uh, we could do Cole's first. Sure. All right. Kick us off, Cole. All right. So this kind of came about when I, you know, I'm a big Harry Potter guy, and I've always thought there should be more Harry Potter games. And sure enough, they finally announced one. But I think there's a lot of other characters, or you know, movies, books stories characters whatever you want to say that deserve video games so i figured we go around and just kind of talk about what you would want to see in a video game and you know who you would like to make it Ooh, excellent would you like to kick us off then cole you seem to be uh, <laughs> i think you i think you might be the most prepared for this yeah i i have a couple here so, all right kick us off 
so I'm a, I like Stephen King, and I think a lot of his novels would work well as kind of oh, video games. God. So, and I don't think they would have to be like straight adaptions because there wouldn't be a lot of gameplay. But like one that I think would be awesome would be it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, that's a that's a you could do a great horror game with that one. Yeah, and I don't even think you need like the Losers Club in the '50s and in the '80s. Like you could easily do it. Like it's been around for generations, so you could base it anywhere you wanted. I think like an early 1800s game and work your way up to like the 50s right before the Losers Club would be awesome. Ooh, mm-hmm. that would be cool. You could do like a whole like circus level. Yeah. Or yeah, oh. like a carnival. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Or like the origins of the of it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he fucks up dairy for every 27 years. So, I mean, you could literally go whenever you wanted. So, yeah, that I th- I've always thought that would be cool. And nice. I don't I don't know who I would want to make it, but I think like like Naughty Dog would be cool or something like that. I don't know. That one was that one was tough. I think a lot of people could really do that one really well. So that's one. And then another. I don't know. Have you have you guys ever read Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three by Stephen King? I haven't. No. I know. I know. Like roughly what the premises is, though. I've yeah. never. I've actually never heard of that book before. Okay, so it's basically like there's this. A wormhole that's like opens up underneath this building and you travel back to 1962 and this guy kind of finds it and he gets sent back in time and he's been told like you got to save jfk (laughs) so i think that would lead to a really cool game i don't think you like in the book not a lot really happens like it's kind of he kind of does a lot of spy work and whatever but i think that would be cool like you can go back save jfk and then like at the end you could make a choice of like you could live in the future with JFK if he survived or you could go back to your original future. That would be cool. Yeah. You could, if you uh, wanted to put in some like variation in the gameplay, you could like uh, go the like um, Hitman yeah. or like even the Deathloop t- type of uh, game style where like yeah. you could choo- try and figure out different ways to save him and stuff that'd be that yeah that'd be interesting yeah i think there's a lot of potential to do a lot of time travel kind of stuff like especially like in the 60s and like you could really lean on like the early james bond movies and those like, oh, sorts yeah. of things like there's a lot you could draw from there i think mm-hmm. remedy would be cool like playing control i think that's kind of the style i would like to see so i think that would be a good match yeah you could also the guys who did quantum break could be a, a good uh, contender that's the same. as well that's the same. That's remedy. Well, I'm just going <laughs> to shut up then. Hey, you're right. On I, the same I'm, page, a, I'm agreeing dude. with you is what I'm you saying, are. Paul. I'm agreeing with you. I like it a lot. All right. Why well, this one I think is like one that I'm like shocked hasn't been done since we've gotten so many of these types of games, but one, I don't know if you've ever read Gotham central, the, the comic book series. No, it's it's the cops in Gotham Central, and I think that would be an awesome game if you based it like L.A. Noir, where you like can work with Batman or you could work with villains, and you could kind of Ooh. like play both sides or play one side and be like a dirty know, cop or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then so like you could team up with like Two Face if you wanted to, or you could team up with Batman or whatever you wanted to do. And if you go with the bad guys, you would have to kind of cover your tracks, and like you could be interrogated too, just like in in la noir but instead of being and being the interrogator you're being interrogated i think that would be awesome that would be really cool that yeah that would be definitely cool a game like a la noir style game in gotham so like rockstar doing something like that 
Yeah, I don't I don't think LA Bondy's even together anymore. I think they like broke up a long time ago, but yeah, I, I think uh, there's plenty of great developers that could probably take that on. I don't someone yeah, someone through through the Rockstar branch could probably do that really well, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if they would ever want to go into like the Batman universe, but yeah, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, very much so. I uh just touching on the Stephen King uh, thread, I think The Shining is like yeah. <laughs> right for the picking. Just literally, that just was... the Overlook Hotel is like, yep. Why, how hasn't that happened? Like, yeah, that was another one of my ideas too. Is like you could do so much crazy shit just in the Overlook, and it'd be wild. Yeah, I would. I'd give that. I would uh, give that to Capcom. They like the Overlook Hotel is basically a Resident Evil yeah. game, right? Like that'd be so cool. That yeah, just be... just like roaming around the Overlook. Like I just watched The Shining last weekend again, and yeah. man, that movie creeps me out. I could only imagine being in a game and doing that. Oh man, yeah, dude, and, and just the the like does the production design of that whole hotel and everything. It just is so creepy and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and you wouldn't even have to adapt The Shining. Like, you could do whatever no. you wanted. Like, I mean, the the person who's in there before Jack is crazier than Jack was. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that exactly. would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next then. All righty. Uh, uh, so, mine's pretty uh, – it's kind of – it's double-sided in a sense. Uh, going straight off, like – uh, soul adaptation I would say I would be very interested to see a Wizard of Oz game hmm. uh, where because the movie is like based off a book series yeah. and there's like I don't know like 25 different like stories or whatever in the whole series uh, based in and around the world of Oz so I think that could be a really cool world uh, to explore um, just make it just like an open world RPG type thing. You can go like visit all the different uh, like um, not districts, but like there's like North uh, Oz and like South Oz. And then there's like all the different, the uh, witches in each uh, area that you could go visit. And like, there's different timelines you could explore as well. Cause uh each story kind of takes place as in a different point in Oz's timeline. So that could be really interesting. You could have some like movie Easter eggs in there with like Dorothy's house or whatever. (laughs) It's, it's just a really uh, like fantastical world that I feel like would be uh, ripe for uh, exploration. I think. Yeah. And especially since it hasn't really been explored past you know the movie nobody really knows about any of the books or anything everybody associates with the movie which was released in what like the 30s or the 40s like yeah they usually it's usually like when people think of oz they usually think of like the original movie or like the wicked yeah 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 exactly there there was a a return to oz movie as well but it was like super low budget it was like a kids movie or like made, made for tv movie type thing wasn't there also that um that other didn't Disney do like an Oz, a Nas movie where it was like, yes, Oz's there was a prequel yeah. uh, movie. They did um, the wonderful. No, what was it? 
uh, I don't know. It, it was a prequel to the whole thing about yeah. like, exploring Oz himself and how he got there. Hmm. Um, and it was really cool because it followed the uh, the same kind of uh, art style in the sense that it was shot in like four by three black and white before he <laughs> gets there. And then it expands to 16 by nine letterbox and like full HD color, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that would just kind of be a really cool world to explore. I uh, the the other thought I w- had about uh, this was just kind of I want an open world game that kind of lets you go explore like all the different uh, fairy tales and like uh, just some sort of like fantastical world where you can. Uh, go explore all of these different uh, sections of the map that uh, have all these different fairy tales as like their own quest type of thing. You could do like a really dark spin on it or something where like, I was, I was about to say, it's like, maybe it's like the choices you, you pick either determine if it gets like the Disney ending or like the brothers Grimm ending. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Like you could, you could go in a dark, uh, uh, like high fantasy route of like, I don't know, uh, Red Riding Hood is like this like ranger or something who like has a, a guild of rangers who like hunts wolves or something. Um, you could go that yeah. route with it or you could go like the horror route, like pure horror take on like all these different um, uh, fairy tales and stuff. You could even incorporate like uh, the universal monsters like dracula and uh the wolfman and frankenstein and stuff just to pad it out a little bit red so riding hood something the wolfman exactly yeah, well, I, was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say if, if that's your uh if that's something you want you should definitely check out the wolf among us that's kind of the basic idea of that game it's Is not it? open okay. world it's just it's just tell 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 right like red riding hoods in there cinderella so nice. yeah it's but it's like they're like fucked up like they do drugs and shit like it's pretty hardcore oh wow yeah <laughs> it's awesome right. though it's it's really really good it's like i know you're not like a big just adventure type gamer but yeah that's one you would definitely like if that's something you want to see cool yeah i'll definitely check that out then yeah it's um, on playstation now i know that much because i also get recently got playstation now so <laughs> yeah sweet yeah i'll have to check it out but yeah that's kind of my uh just kind of vague uh pie in the sky game wish uh well if we're talking pies in the skies uh <laughs> give me a master chef game. no <laughs> i mean i honestly i i could use like a good cooking game because cooking mama is seems to be dead to rights right now um okay. so a, maybe like a good modern cooking game would be cool i don't know it's just Something chill that isn't like wacky that could get as wacky as like the good old simulator games can, like cooking simulator. Give me something like, give me a plot with my cooking game. <laughs> give yeah. me Gordon Ramsay calling me an idiot sandwich at two a.m. in the morning while I'm stoned out of my mind. <laughs> I mean, you could do that right now if you're stoned, man. Just pretend. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I was actually gonna say. Um, even though I think it got some games that were mostly just like based off the movies, but like uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's another world that's just ripe for the picking. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Get, I wanna. I, I want to find the lion and just ride him into the sunset. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Okay. You can, you can interpret that in a lot of different ways. <laughs> you can't. Uh, I mean, uh, what I mean is, uh, hop on his back and. Right. Roam. Of course. I would of hope course. so. Because <laughs> the other one's bestiality, and we don't do we don't support that on this yeah. show. This is a bestiality-free show. <laughs> this is a bestiality-free show and zone. Yeah. Uh, um, going back to the food theme, however, you could do, uh, and tying it in with uh, like known IP, you could do a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory game. That would be really cool. Fun fact, there is a Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory game. <laughs> well, there okay, sure you could is. do, I'm guessing it's not the greatest, oh, so let's it's... do a new, a new version. That was probably... Yeah, let... That was probably the best review it ever got, Nick. So, congrats. <laughs> uh, if, I, I know that Shift recently played it. The sponge, the famous SpongeBob SquarePants battle for Bikini Bottom speed, bottom speed Runner. He played a casual playthrough of that. So, uh, you can probably find a video of that on YouTube or just check his VOD list on Twitch to find that and see how bad the game really is. But God. definitely, like, a uh, a more modern Charlie the Chocolate Factory would be cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. You could, you could you could easily do it in the style. You could make it like a, a different batch of kids come in, and you could do it in the style of like Danganronpa of just like a kid <laughs> a kid gets uh fucking something traumatic happens to a kid, and that's how until there's like one the left. River. Basically, yeah, you you could do like super dark humor, but like keep it simple gameplay of like it could e- easily just be like a puzzle, like a po- like a or yeah, like a point and click adventure essentially. Yeah. 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 Or you know you go super dark and the kid and the Oompa are killing kids. <laughs> yeah, you could you could go the portal route and you could have like puzzle game on the surface, but like super dark subtext to everything. Uh huh. Oh, the chocolate factory got abandoned, and you find and, there uh, you go. and there's one last Oompa lurking in the shadows. <laughs> you you know what you know what should happen is this should just be the Portal Three game. And the entire time, the Portal universe takes place inside the, <laughs> the chocolate factory. Yeah. <laughs> now you're thinking with. Now you're thinking with Wonkas. Seeing a Portal real quick, off topic. Have you guys checked out the uh, that new mod that came out for Portal Two? New mod? No. What is it? It was a. I, it. it was either Portal. It was Portal or Portal Two. Basically, it adds a third Portal. To the oh game, yeah, I heard where about you go that. back in pa- into the past. Yeah, it's or, like a time travel portal. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I yeah I I know that it's available now. It looks really cool, but I don't have a PC to run that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Cole hasn't played that uh, game, and I seriously, you, you got to play it, Cole. It's so good. Even if you're not one like a puzzle game uh, type of guy. It's the uh, dialogue and the atmosphere are like two of the greatest things. Yeah, if it's if it's on like PS Now or something, I'll have to download it because mm-hmm. I I've never heard anything bad about it. So it's yeah. just one of those games I just never played, and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, do we have any other game? Any other franchises we would see as a game, or are we good to move on to our second topic? I, think I have good. one more. Okay. But it's, this kind of came it came to me that yesterday morning when every morning for the last couple of weeks I get up and watch WandaVision. 
And I always oh, thought like man. a WandaVision game, like like that. W- I don't know how you guys have both played Fallout Three, right? Yep. Uh, I play. I I have not, but I might soon because it's on PS now. But I don't You're know how well stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a mission in there, Tranquility Lane. I, do you remember that mission, Nick? Oh God, no. So basically, not. like you're in a in a area in this, you're in a pod, and and it sends you to this area in the game, and you have to like figure out a puzzle on how to get out. Like everything seems so nice and normal. Oh and, yes, I do. It's in this like cul-de-sac yeah, kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think it would be awesome. It, like this game, you couldn't you couldn't talk about it or tell anybody what it was because as soon as people knew what it was, they would know what was going on. But I think it would be awesome if it's like it's based in this one town. And there's just like all these random characters throughout the town that like you don't know who they are, and then like you go into their house and you solve all these puzzles. And one of the houses, it's it's Captain America's house, but he doesn't know he's Captain America. And oh, then you like cool. like you like figure out this puzzle, and something unlocks in his head, and he gets it. And then, and then he now he knows he's Captain America, and you got to like round up I don't know six or seven Avengers, and like at the end, it's like Wanda oh, is controlling this entire neighborhood. That would be cool. Yeah. I, I, you would have to wait like 10 years until people kind of forgot about WandaVision. But <laughs> I, I like, soon as I thought about that, I was like tranquility lane and like combining that with WandaVision and like all these Marvel that characters and whatever. Yeah. But you couldn't like, you couldn't even say what the game was or like have Marvel in the title or anything because <laughs> it would blow the entire game. So it would have to be right. Just a random title. And it would yeah. never get made. Here's, what, here's, here, here's, here's how you cover it up. You put DC on it. <laughs> but here's the thing. DC games are pretty much better reviewed than Marvel games other than Spider-Man. So, I mean... Yeah, okay, yeah, true. Yeah. Very true. Would, Very true. I mean, the Batman games are... If there, if there was no Arkham games, there would be no Spider-Man, so... Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, okay, with that, uh, Nick, intro us your topic. So, my topic is... Uh, I just wanted to kind of talk about if we could narrow down one aspect of video games, be it uh, the game's story, the game's like art style or graphics, uh, the game, like the character, if you're attached to a character, uh, like previous, like well-known IP that it's based off of, the type of gameplay genre it's in, like puzzle or sports or racing or whatever. If we could like pick one that like we always kind of gravitate towards, what would that be? Do you think? Hmm. Who wants to start? Uh, I think you should start us off, Nick. Want to start? Okay. Um. So I would say, I think art style might be mine. I think that's that's what pulls me into a game initially because anytime I ever am looking for something new to play, uh, I think the art style is kind of what it all depends on um, because obviously that's the first thing you see, right? And I think to get more specific into that, uh, my I think my more preferred art style seems to be like either a pixel graphic or like a minimalist 2D like hand drawn art style. I don't know why, but it's just those those uh, those worlds and landscapes and characters always just 
look way more intriguing to me. It might also be because we still haven't reached that point in gaming where like hyper-realistic graphics uh, look like that. Um, they, like they've been getting much, much better, but it, they're still like not quite there, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's just like, and I've, I'm more of an indie gamer too. So it's uh, way more common in those. But I think art style is probably mine. All right. Yeah. Uh, for me, it would definitely be story and character. That's always like the main thing. I've played games where the gameplay is fun or the art style is fun, and I just have zero connection to it. And then I've there's games like the Telltale games that look like shit. They run like shit, but all the characters <laughs> and the stories are awesome, and I love them. So that's like my number one thing is it's always been – story and character and that's basically been since i picked up a controller so yeah that's definitely that's a great question though because everybody it seems to be different mm-hmm. yeah yeah i, I would say for my i would say for myself um he, story is a big one if uh, the game does have a story um, right because uh, like i've been di- I, I could be a different like hollow knight really doesn't have much of a story um, yeah it's, it's a lot of like world, a lot of, like, building. War, world building which is cool but like it's not the thing that draws me in usually like mechanics is like the big thing for me like how how do i play this game like i mean are- that, yeah that, <laughs> yeah that kind of could be argued that that should be the thing because like that's the whole point of playing a game right almost yeah. mm-hmm but um, that's uh like because the mechanics. That's also why like Sonic 06 has like a small place in my heart, even right. though it's a shit game with a <laughs> whack story. Uh yeah, it, like it's like that. Like story characters, yeah, you you really have to do if you like do good with the characters, then I'll, I'll you you fucking have me. But yeah, that's I, I, here's the other thing. I'm very easy to please, like. <laughs> Like, right. I think I've said this very, various times that, like, when it comes to, like, these games that people are talking shit about, I'm like, I loved it. I'm just, I, I don't, I, I don't hold games to, like, these high standards that a lot of elitists do right. to criticize every last thing about a video <laughs> game. Mm-hmm. You know what? If, if they, if the developers did their best, if it's a reasonable price and if it's fun at the end of the day, I'm happy. Yeah. If, as long as you're having fun with it, that's all that really matters. Yeah, I uh, I would say uh, if we want to list off a couple games uh, for like examples of each of ours, uh, my my think my best example of art style being the driver is Cuphead because <laughs> my god, am I terrible at that game? And is it hard as fuck? But, but does it, it look sexy AF? Absolutely. God, yep. Damn, do I love the look of that oh, game. Oh, so do I. Oh, I've absolutely. never played it because I'm terrified of how hard yes. it is, but it yes, looks abs- so that's... awesome. Yeah. yeah with, like, with... I will suffer through an eternity <laughs> of playing that game just to experience that art style. Yeah. Oh. That is, that's that's a good reason why I won't touch Cuphead either. I'm just like, this is uh, a bit out of my league. Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, like currently with Hol- Hollow Knight, it's a hard game too. Like, it is. There's yeah. definitely. Ah. Uh, honestly, I, when I got into it, like I'm like, I know this is gonna be hard. Like, it's, let's see how hard this actually gets. Honestly, I'm quite surprised with like how like 
the further in you get, it definitely does get a lot easier with certain things. Yeah, um, I definitely there are, think there are some boss fights where you will beat your head to the side oh against the wall. I think I've done that maybe three times though throughout the thirty hours I've put in so far. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. They're, and I've they're... almost done the game. Like I'm, I, I'm positive I can platinum this game. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I want to platinum this game. I don't know that I will though, just because of my uh, skill level and my patience. Uh, but like. <laughs> It's it definitely it it has that learning curve, right? Because like you'll get the rhythm of the new mechanics as they introduce them to you. But then if you get kind of stuck or you get like caught on something and you get in a, like a little bit of a death loop, then it can get really frustrating really quickly. And even not even necessarily in the boss <laughs> areas. Like I I was telling Cole about this. I was wandering through uh what is it called? The like sacred city or whatever. And, uh, the, you know, the, um, like caster mobs, Tony, the, like, I don't remember what specifically they're called, but they'll like teleport around and they'll shoot those like plasma balls at you. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a room that spawns probably like at least six to eight of them when you're walking around. And I was just trying to explore the area. So I was just kind of avoiding all of the mobs as I was going along. (laughs) And I made the mistake of not dealing with any of these guys and letting them all spawn. Because once they spawn, they stay in the room until you either leave or you kill them. So I had about eight of these caster dudes following me around and teleporting. And I had about 800 coins on me at the time. And I died. And then I came back and I got my ghost and I died again. And that happened a few times. And I got really mad and impatient. Oh, wait. Yeah, I, no, so you're talking about Hollow Knight. I thought you were talking about uh, fucking Cuphead. I'm like, wait, what? No, oh, no, no, no. You're no. talking about, yeah, I, I absolutely know about the casters. Yeah, fuck those yeah, dudes. Exactly, right? I okay. know, I know oh. which area you're in, the, like the Soul Sanctum. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I had about 800 coins on me. I died a few times, was able to retrieve my ghost, but then I died and then died again before I could get it. So I lost about Ooh. 850 coins or so. I've had that happen once with me. I think it was around 500 coins, but honestly, I'm at the point of the game where like I only, I think I need 15,000 coins and then I don't need coins anymore. Yeah, I, I've kind of reached, I haven't uh, like uh, saved up a ton still yet but i have reached the point where i'm like i don't care anymore if i lose my coins i'll get them back eventually so i'm just gonna keep progressing as i can yeah and and they get pretty plentiful come certain areas and once you get to the once you get to the arena you can fucking grind like the the first one pretty easily yeah well especially if you find certain areas you can like grind out a loop Oh yeah, coins because there'll be like a couple enemies that'll give you like fifty coins. Yeah, or kill. Yeah, do that, and if you get the the charm of greed attached yeah. as well, you get even exactly. more. Yeah, but yeah, like as as difficult the time as I've had, I still always want to come back to it because the among other things like the sound design and the music and the gameplay, the art, just, just the just movement so alone. The movement alone is really fun. Yeah, like that fuck, too. absolutely. Like, like I, I I seem to have the most fun with that game just moving around. Mm-hmm. And I'm For just like, sure. dang, this is really fucking cool. Fucking so if you Ori. have you played the Ori games, Tony? 
No, I have not. Oh my god, you you will absolutely love them. That and that's another game that where the art style is like. Oh yeah, the art so style is phenomenal. Like, I, it's such a great art style for those yeah. games. Um, but yeah, you'll you would absolutely love those uh, games for their movement alone. Cool, excellent. Uh, do we have anything else to add before we move on? Uh, I don't think so. Nope. I think I, I'm pretty happy with that uh, discussion. All right. Well, that wraps up this week in the lounge. Uh, moving on, the bonus level. Now accessing the bonus level. And we have a brand new segment within the bonus level that we're starting off with called Top 5. Uh, now, me personally, I can't take part in this one because I've never played the games. But because <laughs> You are banished from your oh own podcast God. right now. <laughs> It's my I, podcast now. I, <laughs> cool. I'll let you take over this top five. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe you haven't played The Last of Us. Shame I, on you. I just love the fact that you picked this, even though you haven't played them. <laughs> I, I picked this specifically because I'm like, you know what? It's 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 the two boys that I know. Two two yeah. of the guys I know that can't, won't shut up about the game. I've been on this podcast so. what four times, and every single time we've had at least one huge discussion on the Last of Us. So I appreciate being the Last of Us guy for for this podcast. You're you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want me to go first? This yeah, kick it off. These are the sure. top five moments according to Cole and Nick in the Last of Us series. Oh, this was tough. I had like 10 and I had to cut it down to five and it's really hard. But number five, I'll go with uh, at the end of Last of Us Part 2, you know, Joel's already been dead for a long time and you kind of go through all these moments of how you find out why Ellie and Joel aren't talking. And you like near the end of the game, you think they kind of ended on bad terms and they weren't talking before. But the moment where you see Ellie giving Joel a second chance was just a fantastic way to end that game, especially since it was such a dark game and to have just yeah. that little glimmer of hope was just awesome. Yeah. The, where they're on the porch, right? Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and that, then that's... like, then you think back to her talking to Dina, like during and saying like, Oh, I'm going to Joel's house to watch a movie. And then you just kind of realize like, that's never going to happen. Like, Oh, it's devastating. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like you said it. It's that little glimmer of hope at the very end, but like it's also heartbreaking at the same time because you like yeah. think back to the last like twenty hours you just had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no, <laughs> there's not a lot of light in that game. <laughs> yeah, but man. I I this, love part two. But holy oh, shit, dude. Well, number four is like probably the the most light you get in this game, and that's it's kind of a two parter. But when Ellie plays the guitar for Dina in the record shop, like that was okay. just so so really awesome good. yeah and mm -hmm. it, it kind of flashes back to like the beginning of the last of us 2 where joel plays the guitar for the ellie yeah and both of those moments like i i'm not a big crying guy when i play video games but the <laughs> second time i played the last of us 2 and joel plays guitar for ellie at the beginning of the game i was sobbing like a baby because i knew he was dying in like 25 minutes so yeah that 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 game is just so good uh, number three. No, number three. I'm just like this one was tough just because I Ellie day two in Seattle is just so fantastic the entire time. So I'm just going with the entire day, but especially when you get to the to the park in Seattle where the Seraphites are and they're whistling, 
that was yeah. absolutely terrifying. And I, <laughs> I can't like I every time I think about the Last of Us Part Two, that's one of the first things I think about is going into that park and just getting whistled at from all over the place. It's just terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that the atmosphere in that level <sighs> alone is just it. It's so anxiety inducing. Yeah, because like. Yeah. You already have to deal. You're already having to deal with all of these like mechanics, and, like systems <laughs> yeah. to make sure, and then you're having to make sure you're on your wits about yeah, you, like you have your wits about you, and you're making sure you know where everyone is. But then like more starfights will come out <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh yeah, the oh. first time I play the game, it probably took me an hour to get through because I was like, I do not want to get caught by these psycho fucks like at yeah, all. Yeah, dude. Dude, I I was riding on pure fucking luck that level because <laughs> I I was a ball of anxiety the entire time and I was just like pushing forward. I'm like, okay, we're not stopping. I'm going. I'm going. I can't stop. Yeah, and then there's like three in front of you. All of a sudden, it's like, oh <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. Oh yeah, so oh, awesome. God. All right, number two, I'm gonna go with the drafts like right at the very end of the game like that moment is just like every time i played the last of us every time i see the drafts i just let joel and ellie just sit there for like five minutes to look at the drafts because i feel so bad for what's gonna happen to them in the next two hours of game so yeah that that entire moment like the last of us i don't the first game isn't nearly as dark as the second one but it's still pretty fucking dark like a lot of bad shit happens in that game but that one moment is just like it it shows that ellie is you know is still a kid and even though you're you basically have to treat her like an adult but that one Mm -hmm. moment like you get you let her be a kid for you know five minutes before she gets taken in to be a lab rat yeah all right all right number one again i couldn't really narrow it down but i'm just going to go with the entire winter section of the last of us part one from meeting david to you know (laughs) to having joel just torture these guys to find out where ellie is and having to like he's he almost dies and he's doing every single thing he can to find ellie and when he does like she's fucking going psycho on david because yeah. he's trying to rape her right like that entire section is just i i have no words to describe it it's just it's my favorite naughty dog moment of any game it's just it's awesome yeah it's stumbling it's around really... in the snowstorm is just so, like that's another just anxiety through the roof yeah well and it bounces back and forth right like between yeah. you have to deal with ellie dealing with her shit in the bar Yep. <laughs> and hiding from Joel. David and then you have to yeah, na- navigate Joel through a fucking winter storm in the condition he's in. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. it's so good. Like even like the the whole battle in the barn or not the barn, the uh, what is it? Like a sawmill or whatever with yeah. David and you like you don't know if you trust this guy or not and then he gives you like a little hint like no, we know who you are. Like you killed a whole yeah. bunch of our guys like yeah, like the first time I played that game, I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, that's a good list, man. That was a uh, that was a pretty good list. All right. Uh, so mine, I have been adjusting it as we've been going along this entire episode because I'm having <laughs> difficulty. But yeah. uh, I think my number five. Uh, is going to be the uh, Lakeside Resort 
uh, section in part yep. two, uh, where you're, um, I, I'm going to start it with like, uh, when you get control of Abby in yep. the beginning and you're trying to navigate your way towards Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yep. then you get tripped up on the horde <laughs> and yeah. that basically that whole section of, uh, fleeing from the horde and then running into Joel and Tommy, Tommy yeah. and then, uh, having to deal with the horde all throughout that whole ski resort area yeah. was just crazy. It was like quintessential, like zombie movie type shit. <laughs> and when, and when it was Joel just pull, so pulls good. Abby up is just like, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That big, that reveal was like, oh man, like, how is this going to go down with this whole, <laughs> like all of these zombies around and yeah, when, it, was, it was crazy. When you first played the game, did you think Abby was looking for Joel? Uh, no, I didn't really know what was going on. I was, I was kind of like taken out of it. Like I was like, what's going on? Who are these guys? Like, what are they? What's, what's going on? Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a whirlwind of like emotion when like Joel showed up and all that. So, um, number four, I think would have to be. Uh, the university area in part one. Yep. Uh, mainly uh, kind of towards the end. Uh, but the entire level is just so beautiful. Yep. It's like at golden hour the entire time. You're riding yep. around on a horse with Ellie and Joel uh, touring the campus. Uh, but then like towards the end when shit starts going down, <laughs> you have to like navigate all the way out of the uh, campus building. And then yep. you get that final blow with uh joel falling down onto the rebar yeah which that was just section. like yeah that that cut scene where he falls is like every time i like squirm and like cringe yeah. up because like oh fuck that is yeah it's just brutal yeah that was that i had a tough time leaving the university off my list just because the, the entire section is so good like when he has to go down below where all the clickers are and there's a bloater down there yeah. like that is so awesome yeah so crazy uh and then uh man it's so hard uh where are we at number three uh yes, sir. i'm gonna say the ground zero section in part two <laughs> because the rat king yeah i i'm not I, I've been warming up more and more to horror games. Uh, and like Last of Us games aren't like fully horror, but they have their moments. And yes, this is one of them. <laughs> the biggest one, I would say, in the second one, at least. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's the uh, like the way that whole level builds up the tension towards uh, the Rat King and Patient Zero. Uh, and then just navigating down into the basement of the hospital. It's, oh, it's just so fucking scary, dude. <laughs> yeah, the it's atmosphere. terrifying. It, and, like, this game looks so good. I know it's said before, but, like, it looks so great. And it's, like, to a detriment because then it's just all the more terrifying, <laughs> especially yeah. in these levels. But yeah, yeah when that asshole breaks off and is chasing oh, you at the God. same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you get that initial reveal of like, uh, there was that big noise. Yeah. There's a big hole here. 
what just happened? Yeah, because I thought it was just going to be like a bloater or something, and then I'm, nope, it's not just a bloater. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I was anticipating a bloater. I was just like completely in the dark of like, oh god, what the <laughs> fuck am I going to run into down here? And yeah, it's just that whole final like fight with it. With it is just insane, man. It's just crazy. And I'm honestly so glad I was playing as Abby because she's like kind of a fucking like brute force and I'm Just and she has like some pretty yeah she has some pretty awesome guns too and I think because yep. she has a shotgun I think right yeah uh, and then like a better assault rifle yeah so <laughs> I was just like stockpiling shotgun ammo the entire level <laughs> and, and then once the rat king finally showed up I'm like all right let's fucking unload on this dude yeah uh Number two is going to be uh, the I I'm not going to say uh, the winter section just because for variety's sake, but I'll give it an honorable mention uh, just because it was so good. But my number two is going to be the museum level, oh. the flashback in uh, part two. Yeah, because we get we get more of the. Uh, Ellie and Joel kind of from part one, but yeah. then we just, it, it's p- super low stakes. Like it's probably the so happiest the level in the game. Uh, it's like one, it's definitely on the positive end of the spectrum for both games. Yeah. Uh, I smiled the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just so good. And then the, like uh, the, what was it? Like the space shuttle, uh part two is oh it's so so well done i'm kind of mad that i left it on my list just because i'd like just being reminded of everything like oh that that's definitely one of my favorite parts of part two yeah so good um and number one uh might be might be a little unconventional i don't know uh but it's the defining moment when a i like whenever I think about the last of us, this is the scene that like comes to my mind first. And also it's uh, the point at which, because I hadn't like played it myself the first time I experienced it, I watched a playthrough of it, but I still like having had that secondhand experience the first time around. uh, My number one scene is the prologue of part one. Yep. And uh just uh like it getting into this whole world and the ramp up of the like pandemic and everything unfolding it it just plays out perfectly uh and the moment at the very end of the prologue when Joel's uh daughter dies uh that's like the moment where it like switched and it's like oh man this yeah. This, this is the game we're getting world, me into. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and the first time I saw that in the playthrough, not playing it myself, I like broke down. I burst into tears from that. Like it got me, man. It was it was so brutal. Like, yeah, well, I, it, I hadn't seen anything like that before. Yeah. And especially game. since like you only spend like what 20 minutes with Sarah and it's just devastating when she dies, like she's just this little girl, like, oh, yeah, it's crazy how how fast they make you like feel for uh, Joel and Sarah 
in that short span of time. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just, that's like my quintessential moment, I think. Yeah. And also a shout out just for when Joel and Tommy meet Abby's group and they say their names and everybody turns to look at Joel. Like that moment gave me goosebumps. Like I was like, Oh fuck. He's dying right now. (sighs) Like I knew he was going to die in the game, but I didn't think it was going to be like an hour and a half in like that. Yeah. That I had to turn the game off and not play it for like 12 hours after that happened. I, yeah, dude, I was, I was feeling a little more optimistic maybe than you in that section. And I was more leaving it more open-ended of like oh fuck how is he gonna get out of here (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he wasn't no definitely not but yeah thanks for letting us hijack your uh podcast for this (laughs) 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 oh not a problem that this was the top five moments uh from the last of us series done by cole and nick thank you for those thank you thank you yeah, Thank I hope you. I hope you still have interest in playing <laughs> those I games. I mean, the first the first one's on PlayStation now, so I might eventually get to it. I so, yeah, I would definitely uh, recommend it. It's like even it, even if you know what happens, like the gameplay is actually really good, and the, just the overall world, like there's so much going on, like the stuff like in the sewers in the first game. Like I won't even spoil anything about that, but like that part is awesome like there's so much going on that doesn't revolve around joel and ellie so yeah it's yeah it's dude. a fantastic it, series the, the, these 10 parts we've gone over 10 plus i'll say <laughs> don't don't even don't even encapsulate half of like the amazing stuff that happens in those games yeah All right. exactly. good to know um moving on from that we got this day in gaming history um which uh I guess is uh, a bit off because uh, we I ended up last minute changing it to that the podcast will not actually be coming out on Sundays now, but it'll be coming out on Mondays uh, because of my new job and whatnot. So this uh, time period in gaming history. So this time period of gaming history, specifically uh, February 28th, 1998. Do you know what happened? Well, I only know what happened because of your docket, because I would have been one year old. <laughs> yeah, and I would have been three, so not even uh, two. Well, uh, <laughs> Yoshi's Story was released on the N64 in North America, okay. and Tekken 3 was released on the PlayStation 1 in North America. Wow. And wow. in 2017, on February 28th, Horizon Zero Dawn was released. Oh man, that's so good. That's Play just a already, Nick. rude remi- reminder <laughs> of how much I've put that game off. I was so hyped for that game when it came out, and <laughs> I never fucking touched it. <laughs> I don't know what well, happened. At least you can roll right into the second one when you decide to play it. So that's a positive. Yes. You won't forget anything. So I, I'm already at that point where I'm like, I remember like the main plot points, but. If you ask me a certain detail within Horizon Zero Dawn, like, I haven't played it in four years, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the achievement of the week this week is in Persona 5 Strikers, and it's Mask Connoisseur, which is to complete the Inmate Registry. Time to get fusing, boys. Uh, the game to look out for this week is Yakuza Like a Dragon for the PlayStation 5, because it is a phenomenal RPG and will just look even better on those 4K graphics. Um, and, of course, uh, we also got one last brand new segment. This week's Chicken Update. Take hey. it away, Mike. 
Hey guys, it's me, Mike, and if you're wondering where I am, I'm still at your local Popeyes crying in the corner because I have no self-respect. Anyways, this has been your chicken update. Thank you for the chicken update, Mike. Uh, thank you, boys, for joining this week's uh, premiere episode for season three. Thanks for Holy having shit. me. Uh, I'm I'm impressed. There's two chicken updates in this podcast. That <laughs> is little Kentucky Fried and then just a regular chicken. So that's. Uh, but, not, that's I'm a, podcast I mean, I mean, to our knowledge, we don't know when he. My brother's going to finish up that three piece in Popeyes, but we don't know. <laughs> Maybe one know. day. Even Maybe when you finish, day. do you do you ever really finish? You never True. really finished. Uh, where can we find you boys on the internet? Uh, you can find know. me. <laughs> oh God! Uh, you can find me at No Damn Good eleven oh four on Twitter, and you can also check out the other podcast I'm on. Uh, we finally decided on a goddamn name for the thing. Uh, it's called Out of Focus, where we talk about. Uh, all matter of movies, TV shows, video games, comics, etc., and the hijinks that ensue off of all those tangents and whatnot. So yeah, awesome. out of focus. Where can we find the podcast? Uh, all your like popular podcast services: Spotify, Excellent. iTunes, Google Play, I believe. Yeah. How long awesome. till you rename the podcast? <laughs> that is the question, isn't it? You'll have to stay tuned for that one. There you go. That's a good plug. And what about you, Cole? Where can we find you? Uh, just Cole Parkinson for Twitter, Instagram, and of course the Hockey Moms on Instagram and Facebook. Excellent. Nice. And of course, you can find myself over at Instagram on uh, at Tony's Game Lounge, at Twitter at Radio Tony, and on Twitch, where we spend a lot of time now uh, streaming. Uh, currently, the Danganronpa series, but we'll be streaming a lot of our other games as soon as we're done with this franchise. Uh, we stream whenever we can. Usually, it's Mondays, Wednesdays, and either a Thursday or a Friday. And sometimes we throw in a bonus stream here and there as well, depending on how I'm feeling. Uh, go check those out. Go check out our guests. And thank you, boys, once again for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Oh, always, thank you. Always a pleasure. And with that, we will see you all next week in the Game Lounge. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. You can find all social media links in the episode description. Be sure to follow the podcast on your streaming platform for new episodes. And follow Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch for weekly updates.